Listen up, Dirtballs. I want to let everyone know tons of events happened after we recorded today's episode. The NBA suspended the season. Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus. The NCAA said no fans will be allowed at tournament games. These were all things that had not been told, that we had not known, I should say. So these were all things that were revealed after the episode. So keep that in mind when you listen to today's episode. All these crazy, fast-moving things in the coronavirus world, pandemic, problem, whatever we're calling it, were all revealed after we recorded. So keep that in mind while listening to today's episode. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Live. Live, people. Live. And you'll hear all my opinions on this. In the episode, we have a great one today. The triumphant return with the one and only Maddie Goldberg. Let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Journey Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host today, making a triumphant Return, the one and only, Maddie Goldberg. It's it's wild to be back. What an adventure it's been. I never thought I would be back in the Smut Shack, but it, it's it looks smut, better. It's the that's that's why it's so improved. It's the Smut Studio. The now. Smut Studio. We got lights. We got umbrellas. We got a nice bed. Is this where Nick sleeps? It's my bed right there. Do you pull it out or? No, just like that. Damn. Can't sprawl. You got it. So which side is your head on? So my head, it kind of changes every night. Last night, my head is where you are sitting. My ass is. Yep, exactly. All right. Yeah. But, you know, it just kind of depends on the mood. Well, I'll keep it warm for you, if you know what I'm saying. It's good to be back, though. It's good to be back with you, Andy. It's good to be back. It's It's good to have you back. It's been a while. The, The way I see a relationship is like Van Halen. Where David Lee Roth quits, <laughs> and he's like, fuck those guys, they'll never be back. And I'm sure you get a lot of questions if I'm going to be back. Yeah. And you're like, nah, I don't think so. And then you get, we come back. Yeah. And it probably will. this will probably happen until we die from the coronavirus. Well, yeah. Maddie, it's good to have you back. And I'll just, I'll be honest, because I feel you and I are very honest with yeah. the Dirtballs. You, you sent me a very, very lovely, sweet message after my mom passed away. We started texting which led to phone calls. And the truth is, I told you this over the phone. Yeah. I had I had wanted to reach out before my mom died. I had wanted to reach out. I had been on your side of town sure. a few times yep. because time can heal wounds, as you know. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think when your mother passed, you know, I look, I did have a little resentment before you, and there was times I would troll you a little on Twitter and take little shots at you, and I think you're annoyed by it. And then one time I went in the chat, and I started fucking around on the chat. And then Prano called me. He's like, will you stop? Andy's all fucking pissed at you. 
I just don't want to hear it. Like, just you two grow up. So I was like, okay, I won't do that anymore. And then, like, you know, with death, you just realize, like, there's more important things than just, like, little petty arguments and that life is precious. And we did have a very good friendship, and I also knew how close you you were with your mother, and it really uh, it hit me hard, and I knew you were, you were hurting probably really bad. So I just wanted to let you know that I'm just very sorry about everything. Well, I appreciate that, Maddie, yeah. and, and it's good that we've rekindled the friendship, the laughs, and uh, I'm looking forward to this show because... I'm excited. It's fun. We, we have a lot to tackle. We're in a weird state, right, Goldberg, yeah. with the sports world because the sports world has been overtaken like everything else by the coronavirus. Yeah, and now today you're you're, you're starting to see, uh, like, we. I just, as I was getting here, I saw the Golden State Warriors will not be playing the fans this year. An XFL game in Seattle is not going to have fans. I think it's I think it's insane to be honest. I think we're overreacting. I think the 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 panic is becoming bigger than the problem itself. And I still think we have to enjoy our lives because we're getting out of control here. Well, I think I don't know. Look, obviously we're not doctors. I've listened to a lot. I I started a tweet storm today. Yeah. Everyone's a doctor coming at me. Sure. I I know I know a couple things. And this is what I know. That we live in such a freakout culture, a everyone is worked up again because of social media, right? Yeah, we've never had this before, and I no. think I think let's take a step back and let's let's remember that, guys. We haven't had this many forms of social media all together like this until the last few years. That's just a fact. So when these things happen, everybody freaks out. Hopefully the coronavirus is not nearly as deadly as everybody says. Now, the World Health Organization officially deemed it a pandemic today. But again, that's a word, right? That's just a a scary word. It's a scary word. It's a classification. But here's what I don't understand to bring it back to a sports discussion. Mm -hmm. You can cancel the Ivy League tournament. You can say no people are attending Warriors home games or an XFL game. But why stop there? Is what that's all I'm going to say. If if it's so bad that we can't have certain people attending sports events in mass, why are people still going on the subway? Why why has our country or every country just said no one leave? Well, I think Italy, like a country like Italy, it's a much bigger problem than the United States. Like, and they did quarantine yeah. themselves. But but that's my point. Why has the United States? I, I just don't get the small gestures. If if it's that scary to have what they deem people in mass for a sports event, then it should be just as scary for what? The millions of Anything. people who take oh, the, the su- subway. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, it's crazy. The, the millions of people who take the subway every day, did they cancel the subway system in San Francisco is called the BART. No. Did they cancel the BART? Because a lot more people probably take the BART every day than go to Warriors games. So that's my point is I, I don't fully understand it because if it's that big of a deal, why don't we just say, hey, the whole world, no one's going to work yeah, for two weeks. It, it is an odd time too because you can go to Target. And you can have one person going to Target buying 100 rolls of toilet paper and a hundred bottles of water and soap and whatever, like freaking out, and they're gonna go in their freaking bunker. And then you got another guy there that's buying like fucking, you know, a flat screen TV and some some donuts. And like I'm I'm just like living my every day, you know. 
So it's a bizarre time where some people aren't taking this, like they're just living their lives. And then the person next to them is freaking the fuck out. And it's, it's, it's a very odd time because there's a, you know, people are disagreeing of how dangerous this is. Yeah. And again, I've, I've listened to a lot and I, I just, again, maybe I'm pessimistic or naive, however you want to call it, but I've seen this guys, I've seen this for years. And let's all hope that I'm right. We all should hope that I'm right. That I hope you're right. That I'm calling bluff because we don't want this to happen. But again, I, I just... With social media, with cancel culture... Dude, the world was supposed to end when Donald Trump got elected. Yeah, and, and a couple months ago, remember when he killed that dude in Iran and everybody was saying World War Three, World War Three. Nobody says that anymore. Yeah, what happened to Iran? I mean, I mean th- these are all valid points. And you you live across the town. Yeah. And traffic is always bad. No traffic. No traffic. I was at a restaurant Monday night. Empty. Like the whole area where I was was like a ghost town. It's odd because not only is this like, you know, we're scared that we're going to catch it. But, you know, if you if you need money and you live and you're a waiter or waitress and they're like, hey, we're going to cut your couple days down because we just don't have business. Yeah. It sucks for everybody. Yeah. Like if you work at a, if you're an usher at a sporting event and you need money for your family, they're like, "Hey, no more work this year." I mean, I hope, I hope, I hope some of the richer athletes they don't have to do this, but like if they can throw some money to some of the people that work at the uh, arenas, that would be pretty cool. Well, because it sucks. It just sucks for everybody right now. And we're we're going to a Ducks game tonight. Yeah. Are you concerned? Courtesy of of Dirtball Zach. Uh, He's giving us tickets, third row. Thank you, Zach. Okay, the, here's what I was thinking. Never did I ever think I was going to a sporting event that I could catch a deadly virus. Yeah. So I was thinking we have a better, I'm going to be honest, we have a better chance of getting a car accident there or a puck hitting me in the head and I die. That We have a better chance of that happening tonight. Statistically speaking. Yes. Or a shark attacks us in the parking lot. I'm just being honest. <laughs> How's the shark gonna attack us? In I don't the know, lot? but I'm telling you, I have a. I, and now, if I get the coronavirus, I'm a fucking asshole. And you heard this now, but I'm telling you, a shark attacking us in the parking lot, coming from the Pacific Ocean, gives me a better chance of dying today than the corona. You think the odds are higher that a shark exactly. will attack us outside the Honda Center parking lot? Absolutely. The odds of a shark attack in water is already one in three million. Okay. So how is this compared to just in the parking lot? Is there water by this place? I'm just I'm just using fucking comedy, Nick. <laughs> Guy really starting shit with me. I love Nick though. It's so good to meet him. He's so talented. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Maddie. It it it, it, it like, likewise. Oh. So Maddie, there's no concern tonight though, right? Like we're we're going we we're have... we're only concerned because we're freaking ourselves out. Yeah. That's the concern. It's like the panic of like, oh my god! But do you think somebody's gonna be there that's gonna sneeze on you, or fucking just like come up to you and just go, two right in your face? I don't think there's gonna be gonna be at the game tonight. The Ducks are not good. Yeah, they I don't will be empty. I don't follow hockey. Obviously, the Blues won the Cup yeah. last year. You get like out of place, pe- like people from Missouri that will be there. Uh, you have a lot of friends from St. Louis. So I they, do. They wish they they'll probably be watching and they'll probably see us on TV. What's up, Jesse? <laughs> You're giving shout-outs before the actual game? Yeah, why not? I'm not too concerned. And, and again, maybe maybe I'm naive. Maybe you're naive. Maybe 
I, I know this can be serious, but and I know we're at the, the beginning stages. Yeah. I, I do know that much. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan and I and I watched and, and they had a guy that scared everybody. Uh, well, I, I I forget his name, but I watched a lot, and he said this is the beginning stages. We're probably looking at three to six months of this. But Dr. Drew was like, just chill out, and I go with Dr. Drew. He's gotten a lot of rock stars off of heroin and shit. Oh, you go with Dr. Drew? Yeah. When did Dr. Drew say to chill out? Unlike some, I saw a Twitter thing where he's just like, everybody needs to relax. This is so ridiculous. But but again, th- th- that's my thought process. E- everybody who, like, so many dorks are coming at me. And by the way, it's always faceless people on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody's coming at me. The, the most animated and aggressive people are faceless assholes, as usual, because they yeah. don't want to show their face. Yeah. But again, my stance is this. Take San Francisco. Take the Warriors. You're going to say nobody can attend a Warriors game, but people can still use the public transit. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. Either we say nobody leave their homes, their apartments, where they live. Yeah. Or people can just go about freely and and take that risk. I do feel bad. I want to bring it back to the Ivy League. I feel really bad for the Ivy League. The entire of tournament. Course. The entire yeah. tournament was canceled for the men's and women's basketball team. And this is where it's such bullshit. Again, we're cherry picking. This yep. is what I don't like. They didn't cancel other sports events for Ivy League. They just canceled the tournament. Imagine being a senior. I was reading some of the tweets from some of these players. They're pissed. It's 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 heartbreaking. But if you're uh, Yale, do you like that? Yeah, because you're in the tournament now. If you're Yale. But it, but it, it does suck for a lot of kids. They look forward to it. Seniors. I mean, at least play the games in empty stadiums or empty little arenas they have. And that's what I'm saying. At least play the games in empty stadiums. I I just don't see how like there's gonna be like ten people are gonna catch it at a at a basketball game or a hockey game. I just don't see it. I I can understand a little of Coachella or South by Southwest if you're at a concert, you're outside, and you're like gotta push people and like you're bumping into people. I certainly wouldn't go on a cruise right now, but come on. Like, what is going to happen tonight? Well, we have an update Uh from Nick's school. Yeah. Yeah, so my alma mater, Central Michigan, just closed campus. Um, Moving all of the classes to online for the next two weeks as well. Now, let me ask you something. I hated going to class. If you were in class, are you pissed about that or not? I'm actually kind of pissed because doing online classes... It sucks. You well, know? so you're not around the ladies. You're not around your buddies. Yeah. Like, college is fun. Yeah, exactly. It takes that away, and it's still work. Like, these, these kids are still going to have homework and still yeah. have to do projects and stuff, but it's going to have to be from remote locations. And, and you're going to have to— parents' house. Yeah. Where you can't party. But they do get to, you know, spend a little bit more time with their families over spring break right now, which everyone's on. Eh, but you still want to—you know, kids at that age, they want to have fun. Yeah. They don't want to be around their parents. Here's what I think college kids are going to do. They're going to like, cool, we don't go to class, and then we're all just going to drink and get drunk and still have sex. Right? Like, like now, now we can party even harder. I guess, but they're not around, like, the access of, like, you know. Yeah, no one's going to be at school. Yeah, so if you're around a lot of ladies at college, you know, in your home. You don't think kids will just be hanging at the frat house? Kids are going to stay with their family. No, they're not allowed. They're not, they have to leave campus. Unless the, unless the frat house is off campus. 
But if anything is on campus, they probably it's probably just shut down. So all the dorms will be shut down. They can't go back to your dorms or anything. Yes, you can go back to your house if you're off campus. Yeah. But majority of the students who live on campus. So that frat house is going to be the place to be. Yeah. yeah so six, like you can 617 come here. South Main Street. Like ladies, like we got a little place for you here. Sorry. Coronavirus and chill. Coronavirus and like and then just put up a sign where we are coronavirus free. Well, I took Joe Prano to the airport this morning and it was early. If yep. Want, if you want to see Joe, he's in uh Hoover, Alabama all weekend long and uh his flight was early, so I picked him up at 5:45 in the morning. And I know it's early, but I'm talking it was dead to LAX. And and you know how busy LAX is, one of the biggest airports in the world. LAX ghost town was a ghost town you know like i love vegas i'm like i can go to venetian for like 20 bucks or like the win like there everything is just dying right yeah now. i, like, I this think is the time to travel i think we take advantage of it yeah i think tonight on the 405 on the way down to anaheim i just start doing donuts fuck yeah there'll be there'll be nobody on the street you know i was suggesting we, we should do but it might be really lame we should go play miniature golf i love in this. anaheim is there miniature golf? Yeah, where Karate Kid was shot. It was. I thought that was shot in the valley. I don't fucking know. Yeah. They all look the same. I'm always like, if I'm with a girl, I'm always like, you see that miniature golf course? That's where Karate Kid was shot. And pre- it probably wasn't. I'm pretty sure you know where it was shot? It was up uh, by Ventura County. Okay, it's the other way. Yeah, you know when you go to Ventura yeah, Harbor? Yeah, that one's a cool one. The one by the Harbor Comedy Club? Yeah. Because yeah. I know there's a sick one in Anaheim. You want to do but just it, a suggestion. Is it Camelot Golfland? I don't know. Up in uh, Ventura? But I know when I go to Anaheim, I always see it. It's in Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it wasn't shot there. I know it was shot there. I'm just hard. saying. I, I'm probably making it up. But. Can you play miniature golf, Matty? Fuck yeah. That's one thing I can do. That's a sport you can do. Yeah, very few. So there's no fear. I'm getting this. There's no fear from Matty Goldberg. There's no fear of holding a golf club. There's no fear of the hockey game tonight, but they're, 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 the only fear that there is is what people have created. Well, well, he, well here's people know this at this point about me. I am a huge believer in the mind-body connection at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I've turned into one of those people. And, and it all goes back to Dr. John Sarno's book, Healing Back Pain. He, he cured Howard so, Stern. Exactly. And I had my back issues, and I think it's mental. And I think a lot of that's that. And people can say, oh, Ruther's an idiot. But if you let it get – it's just like anything. If you let it get in your head, pun intended, like like you get sick. Well, I know so many people that coughed or sneezed or whatever or, or took a weird-looking shit, and they're like, I have the coronavirus. Like they think they might have it. They, yeah. It freaks them out. We had, we had a dirt ball uh, – Bard, <laughs> he posted on our Reddit page a long post. He apparently had had explosive diarrhea, and I'm yeah. like, dude, that's not a sign of the coronavirus. Yeah, you, dude, I had I ate half a Trader Joe's coffee cake on Monday. I woke up, fucking made masterful art in the shitter, <laughs> not from the coronavirus. <laughs> like we're talking art, baby. Nick knows he's an artist. Like just beautiful, like spraying the ball. And I'm like, yeah, that's from the coffee. I, I, I got stoned and at 2 in the morning. I ate a whole coffee cake. And it's not the coronavirus because I haven't shit since. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. Again, I'm, 
I'm I am erring on the side of caution. I I don't want to be spreading misinformation. Guys, wash your hands. By the way, you should have done that anyway. When you come in from a public area, wash your hands. Wash your hands before you eat. Wash your hands. All you should constantly wash your hands. Don't touch your face. But these are all things we should have done anyway that we ignored. I feel, I feel like saying don't touch your face is very counterintuitive. It's so hard not to. Especially when you, someone says do not do this. Because whenever you tell anyone to not do anything, they just want to do it. Well, hold on. Hold on. There's a, there's a difference. There's a difference between touching your face in public after you've been touching doorknobs and handles and those sort of things. And me coming home like last night after my show... I wash my hands. Yeah. Then I'm in my own apartment. I can. T- Does that make sense? I am. Sure. Perca- we we. I I wash my hands now every once every half hour hour and I shower twice a day, just to be to take Clint. precautions. So last night I I do that weekly comedy show. Yeah. With Michael Magid at a hostel in Santa Monica. Ooh. So international yes. audience. Yeah. The audience is all international. So I thought it was interesting. I haven't stopped doing the show. I'm literally in a small room with people from all over the world, and and again, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, like take like a state like North Carolina; they have like one or two people that have the coronavirus. How many people do you think live in North Carolina? Well, the argument is that a lot of people have it and they don't know. See, that's a little ridiculous, and that's like the scare tactic. And that's why people are freaking out because you're like, you could have it and not even know the Simpsons are two weeks. It's alive for five days or whatever on a table and you're just touching it. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just haven't seen enough, you know, like. Well, well, look, this is, this is my take. As, as a guy who loves sports, we all love sports here. I really, really hope they don't start, and we're already seeing it, but make this a universal thing. Well, you can't attend games because I love attending games. And baseball season's right around the corner. That's right. NBA playoffs right around the corner. March Madness starts a week from today. I'm sorry, tomorrow. I love March Madness. And we'll be doing a live stream from the Smut Studio from opening tip to the final possession of Thursday's game. But here's what I want to suggest to all the dirtballs, guys. We need to come together as friends and as family. While we're all freaking out, we need to crack a fresh, cold, nice, refreshing Miller Lite, right? There's still Miller time, guys. Miller time is not going anywhere. It's the original social media, and it's a great time to congregate with the ones you love. So why not share a few beers while you discuss this pandemic with everybody while you drink a nice cold Miller Lite, the official beer of the Dirty Sports Podcast. When there's a great tasting 96 calorie Miller Lite, friends should always come before followers. Here's to the original light beer. Here's to the original social media. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Again, Have a fresh one while you're watching the games. If you're not going to the games anymore, have a fresh one while you're at home. Have a nice cold Miller Lite while you're watching the NCAA tournament. And, Maddie, that leads me to ask you. Yeah. Because you know way more about this than I do. Yeah. Who are the teams we should be looking out for? I have not followed much at all, Goldberg. Yeah. Who are the teams 
you you told me on the phone last night, Ruth, there's about eight to twelve teams that, that can win it this year. This is the craziest year. Is this the most wide open? This is the most wide open March Madness college basketball season I have ever seen in my life. Because there's 12 teams that I think can win it, and I think those 12 teams can lose in the second round. Like, I just don't see a clear-cut team to take it. And th- and this is going to be the most wide open year, and I just hope it doesn't get ruined by the nonsense of the coronavirus. But we should talk a little sports here, and... I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, should we go over some of these teams? Or I would love to hear some of your teams that we should look out for that you think can win it all, and uh, let's just start there. All right, one of the teams I really like is Kentucky, which is not – like, this is the year they also say, like, a, a mid-major can win it. Like, Dayton is really good this year, but they scare me because, again, they don't play the competition that all the bigger teams play. Yeah. And that second round for them is going to be very dangerous. They have to play like a Wisconsin as an eighth seed or an Iowa or an LSU or a Creighton that plays like big competition. And then all of a sudden they get in the game and then you see like what are they really made of. But they've had just a fantastic year. That OB kid is 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 really lights out. But again, they're not like the clear cut favor. Uh, so like this is a year that Duke kind of wins because they kind of go under the radar, but they have a lot of talent and they they could pull it off. But again, they could get knocked off. Kansas to me has the most talent, but for some reason they always shit the bed in the tournament. But they do have the most like they are the best team probably pound for pound. Let me ask you. That's this. not saying anything. Let me hop in here. Yeah. Wasn't Kansas? Whatever happened to the whole Adidas scandal in Kansas getting sanctions? Do you I, know? I don't know what happens to any of these 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 I, teams that get close to being in trouble. I think they all do shit under the table. Yeah. So I don't know how one team gets out of it. One team doesn't. Like remember Arizona. We were there uh, when, remember, was it was it Aiton? What was his name? DeAndre Aiton. Yeah, Aiton. So he was not going to play. Then Sean Miller was going to be fucking kicked out of basketball for giving money under the table. And somehow that just went away. Yeah. And, yeah. And he played and they still lost. Remember that game they lost to Buffalo in the first round? We were uh, we were yeah. in Vegas for that. Yeah, yeah, it was a big upset. You were not happy, right? No, I, think I, I don't think I touched that game. Yeah. But I didn't have Arizona going far. So, I, yeah, you never know with these scandals, like, who actually gets. I think in the last minute, the lawyers are so fucking good for these programs that they can somehow get out of these these, these tough probations and scandals and bannings and stuff because we really haven't seen one in a while. Another team that I don't like that Baylor was number one for a while. I don't think they have enough offense. Um, I, I, I will say if I gun to my head, Kentucky wins it all. But again, it, it's such a crapshoot this year. I like Oregon. Oregon is a very good team. They play very good defense. They're always good in the tournament. Uh, does anybody have any in the chat room that I haven't mentioned that they like? Most of the comments are just spamming Goatberg right oh, now. Oh, that means a lot. People are happy to have you back, oh, buddy. Thank you, guys. Make I, your we kept this a surprise, too. We didn't want to tell anybody. I told one dirtball, and he kept it quiet. So thank you, guys. It means the world. This it feels good to be loved, Nick. This could it be does. A, this could be your last episode too. I know. Considering Nick gets a lot of hate, this is what love is about. No, I'm know? I'm saying I'm saying because of the coronavirus. Yeah, we could all catch it. We <laughs> could catch it tonight at a fucking Ducks game. 
Like that's not a way you want to die. But it doesn't mean you're gonna. But again, just because you catch it, most most likely you're just gonna be quarantined. And and also children have been completely like almost immune to it. Yeah, you know it's all old people. I love old people too, but so so back to the game. Yeah, though. Who now? I am a Xavier. Will Xavier make the tournament? I think they're on the bubble. They got to have a good Big East tournament. They, they got to beat DePaul today, and they should. And then they got to beat somebody else. They got to win one, maybe three games, no, but, but probably probably two, and they're good. They're on the bubble. Who from the Big East? The Big East is pretty. See, I was I was riding Seton Hall because I'm an East Coast guy, but they're starting to shit the bed. I love Villanova. Villanova has the tournament experience. They have two championships in the last four years. They can make a very good run, yeah. But uh, it's such going to be insanity. I also see Michigan State getting really hot now. Michigan State had a horrible beginning of the year. They were ranked number one at the beginning of the season, and now they're starting to turn it on. And I think they're going to have uh, an easy time in the Big Ten tournament. I think they win it easily. I think they have the most talent there. There are some really good teams in the Big Ten that are that, like this. Is also a year that Wisconsin makes the Final Four, by the way. When they slip under the radar. What's the ratio of Wisconsin white players? Is it still high? It's probably 50-50, yeah. Their Iowa's got a lot of good white dudes. They have this big guy, Garza, that's really good. I like them because they, they should have won in the, uh, against Tennessee last year in the second round. They're better than last year, so they can make a nice little run. I don't like Michigan. I think they've taken a step off. Uh, Beeline was a good coach. Juwan Howard's having a little trouble. Who's the sleeper team that you like or teams? Somebody who Well, Oregon's not really a sleeper, but nobody really takes the conference of champions uh serious. Like nobody puts them up like against the ACC. Well, or, well, it's interesting. And again, not that these these, these are just projections. If you yeah. look at the Joe Lenardi bracketology, yeah. from the conference breakdowns, as of right now of this recording, sure. He has 10 teams from the Big 10 making it. Seven from the Pac-12, six from the Big 12, six from the Big East, five from the ACC, four from the SEC. So he does have more teams right now from the Pac-12 than that the ACC. That is interesting. Like UCLA, I think, really turned it on. They have the Cincinnati coach, yeah, the Mick, weirdo Mick Crone. Mick Cronin, who, who just does not fit in out here. It's kind of funny because he used to dress all in black like he was like some cowboy or something, and I don't think he, I don't think they let him do that anymore since he's been out here. Well, Mick Cronin's like a blue collar. He's kind of like a white. He comes from you know I know the like, era like Kentucky. Yeah, he, well, no, he went to LaSalle High School, one of my high school's rivals. Yeah. He kind of like a white trash area. Yeah. So it's funny seeing him out in Los Angeles. Well, he's probably loving it. Yeah. Uh, he he he's doing a good job though. He turned him around. Uh. You know, low-key, see, uh, sorry, Scabelli. I don't think Gonzaga, I see him as a sweet 16 team. I don't think they make the Final Four. I'm sure he's going to get all pissed. Scabelli, he's such a homer. Yeah, he's so ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. I love him, though. He's a great kid, but yeah. God, is he a homer. He's a big homer. Yeah, so I'm sure he's going to be like, Gonzaga, Well, they had their best team, and they lost in the championship against North Carolina. They should have won. Do you think that... I mean, we have to bring it back to this. I know we don't want to keep talking about it, but yeah, what is it going to be like if there's no people at NCAA tournament games, let alone the Final Four, which usually so get, ridiculous, which usually gets like forty thousand people per game. Here's a suggestion that they might do if they go crazy, because it's like you shouldn't have an event with a thousand people. 
get 500 uh, students from one college and 500 from the other and then limit it to that. Is that your idea or somebody's idea? My idea, which I think they might do because if it's like a thousand people, then it would you would kind of get a, a an atmosphere. But it, I don't want to hear sneakers. Like, you know, when there's like nobody there, you hear like the sneakers. I want to hear crowds. It's depressing. Yeah. I don't want to hear sneakers. You're right. Hearing sneakers is very depressing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You watch USC out here. You hear sneakers. Yeah, because nobody goes to the games. No offense. Yeah. One time I saw you and Prano went, and there was like, how many people were there? Oh. Like I, 500? We went, to a, we, went to U, we went to a USC game around Thanksgiving break, which means there's, there's, the students are already gone. Yeah. Uh, it was really depressing. There was nobody there. We, yeah. we had like third row seats. Yeah. Nobody cares. This would be sad. This is big money. A lot of people make a living at the stadiums, working tickets, whatnot. But, but that, but that's the question that I again I don't understand. Like, are, are we are we thinking these things through clearly? Like, are teams think because it's not just the players who are affected. Like you're saying, it's all the employees. Are are we thinking these things through clearly before we're just saying? No one is allowed to attend these events. It's insane. And then it's like everything. It's the restaurants near the, the stadiums. It's the parking lot people. It's it's everything. I was reading affecting. I was reading the Wall Street Journal yesterday and uh concerning flights. We are at nine eleven level as far as what the airline industry is getting hit with. Crazy. And I have two weddings to go to, and I'm like one is like, do I go? And then two is like, how cheap are the? This is gonna be great because I'm gonna get such great, you know, hotel rates and and air, airline rates if I go. I feel like it's time for the JFK quote, man. What's the JFK quote? The only thing you have to fear is fear itself, right? I'm. We're getting there. I mean, I, again, I don't know. Like, here's what I think it is. You know what I think it is? I yeah. think it's somewhere in between. I think people like me and you are maybe a little too. I want to enjoy my life. I had beef and broccoli last week, and it was fucking delicious. The Chinese restaurant? Yeah. I'm not afraid to go to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was weird. I So now, you know, a lot of you guys know I play a lot of poker. I went to Commerce Casino, which is like 40 minutes from here. Mostly Asian. Yeah, all Asian dealers. They canceled the tournament. And I kind of understand, because maybe a lot of them are traveling, and you're touching cards, so they're touching cards, and, you know, that's a... You're basically, if you touch cards, you're touching other people's hands and germs and whatnot. But I still was ready to go. I'm a big enough degenerate that I don't give a fuck. But they canceled the tournament. And then I went there, and it was it was a quarter full. It's always full there. Yeah. So you're, you're I know you're doing this. You're playing a lot of poker now. Yeah. What's the end game here, Matty? Make a million dollars. Make a million dollars. That's my thing. How how often do you play poker? A lot. Every I, day? Uh, I play every day online, and then I play maybe once at a casino. And then Friday, I play at a, a print shop in Van Nuys. They have a private game upstairs. They have 27 people in a tournament. This is like some rounder shit? Oh, it is degenerate city, man. So you, you play in a private? How'd you yeah. get involved with this? Somebody uh, recommended me, and I emailed the guy, and he's he's crazy. He's got like one leg. He, he's like, he looks like Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> And he owns a print shop. It's Mike the Printer. He's a great guy. Yeah. But he uh, he has one leg, and we have just a blast. And it's just a bunch of degenerate guys. There's some ladies that play. And uh, it goes from like 8 or 1 in the morning. $50 buy-in. 
Well, I'm trying to get Prano in. Yeah? Yeah, he, he can't play because of his leg, but eventually I'll get him in that. Well, we have a great sponsor if you need help on any of your sports gambling. Our friends at GTP Picks will help you win those games, guys, with their great advice. It's a data-driven sports betting service that offers winning advice for an affordable price. GTP Picks has a new offer for all the dirt balls. You now get full access to every GTP sports betting play for less than $20 per week. This offer includes all the plays from NBA, NHL, English Premier League, and most importantly, March Madness. Take advantage of this now, Dirt Balls, with March Madness right around the corner. Simply visit gtppicks.com and use promo code DIRTY at checkout to redeem this offer. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is a no-brainer. So take advantage of that. They, they now offer a, a year-long monthly or weekly subscriptions. Again, that's 20% off. They have a totally revamped website I went to last week. It's great. It's going to help you win. This is a great buy-in before March Madness starts. And speaking of that... Oh, I'm so pumped. What What are you... Are you? Should I reveal this now or are we going to reveal this during the games? About what? Aren't you trying to maybe offer... So, okay, yeah, I'll do it now because uh, we'll get people pumped. Okay, what's your proposal? Okay, so I'm going to bring... Um, am I invited here next Thursday? Of course. Okay, so I'll come for the whole fucking day. You're going to be I, here all 10 to 12 cause I, hours. Because I have a great idea. Okay. I am going to put $500 into a, an account. I am going to bet that whatever way possible, it's kind of like what's going to happen. And I'll challenge people. You don't even have to use real money. You can use play money. But, you know... You know, manage your picks, show me your picks throughout the day. And if you beat me or whoever stumps Matty G, you win something. I don't know what you win, but something. So you're willing to give people – repeat what you said. All right, I'll give people – I guarantee I'm going to win money that day. I will give you whoever beats me the highest one with $500 to gamble any way you want. You know, you can do parlays, you can do money lines, whatever. But whoever has the most money at the end of Thursday from the first game to the end, I'll give you 20% of my winnings. So you're going to put 500 I know I'm going to win. You're going to put $500 of your own money. Yes. And you, you want to go head-to-head with dirt balls. But how are you going to know where's the truth that they're placing their bets? What they'll do is they can uh, show me pictures of their whole their like betting history of the day. And you're willing to give 20% of your earnings if yes. anybody can do better than yes. you. If I lose, I will give you 100 bucks. If you lose, you'll give them 100 bucks. Yeah, if I'm down. Are you, giving, are you giving this to the dirtball who does the best against does you? Does the best. Okay. Yeah. So one person. Yeah, one person will get it. You're putting your money where your mouth is. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. If I go broke, I will be down 600 bucks because I'll give them, I'll send them 100 bucks that I, night. This is a new Matty Goldberg that yeah. I don't know. See, I used to bet like $10 a game, yeah. but thanks to poker, my life has changed a little. Okay, so no more of this $3 parlays. My man's willing I'm to- I'm a fucking man now. If I was with your buddies, Jesse, like I used to show him, like, look at this $10 bet I got. And he's like, yeah, I got 200 on this game. Now I'm a fucking man with balls. You, and it's sad because I don't want my March Madness to be ruined. Maddie's grown up. 
I've, I've grown up to 500 bucks for the day. And it's going to be like the stock market. We're going to go up and down all day. So you're going to be really vested in these games. I will be vested. I'll be crazy. Now, what's the move for you when you're betting on these games? Is it a lot of parlays? Is it single game bets? What a lot is of it? halftime bets. A lot of uh, second half bets when they throw when they give you the line for the second half. So you kind of see how the game is going. So, like, you know the guy that won the Jeopardy for, like, 100 times in a row? Yeah. He's a professional sports gambler. Only does halftime bets. Interesting. Yeah, that's all he does. So he watches the game, he kind of gets the flow of it, and then he bets. But I'm going to do a lot of, you know, a lot of halftime, a lot of over-unders, some parlays, and then, like, at the end of the day, you know, if I'm down, it'll be like Final Jeopardy. I just got to throw everything on one game. Well, we'll have three TVs going throughout the day. Yes. So we'll have full coverage here. You're going to be here all day. Is that okay? Of course. Nick, will you be able to handle me all day? Oh, Maddie Hyroller. I can't wait. This is going to be fun, right? Maybe Maddie and you just sleep on the couch. Maybe Maddie and you take my bed that night. You guys sleep on my bed. Oh, Nicky. A little action for you. (laughs) I I could use a bed. And then then I'll sleep on the couch that where we just wake up. and That would be beautiful. We we start the show. Or I can grab a tent outside. Yeah, you wanted to talk about the, the development well, of Mildred. Well, well, I have a question because there's so many tents, and it's like houses. These guys got their fucking bikes here. Like they, they. It's ridiculous. Like they have a garage or something. Yeah. Now, do you like? Is it the same people? Like they just yeah. have like a residency. Yeah. The guy that I posted on Twitter, the two guys last week. Yeah. It, it was a black and white dude, and the black guy was threatened to shank, holding a, like, ma- prison-made knife. Those guys have been on Mildred, no lie, for, I bet you, six months. And you're scared of the coronavirus. They are me. No, you are. Because that's more dangerous than the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. I'm more scared of those guys. Yeah. That's why everybody's leaving my building. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, like, do you, like, say, like, hey, neighbor, how you doing? Nice weather. I mean. Well, I don't say that to crazy crackheads who do But I'm just saying drugs. that's what's going on right now. It's like. Hey, neighbor, how you doing? Oh, I see you're shooting up heroin today. Huh? But that's what it's like. So I saw a guy after a run a few few months ago. Yeah. This is no lie. Is the gate where I get you in on Mildred yeah. Avenue. Sure. As I was done with my run, he was straight up shooting up heroin. Jesus. In his ankles. Oh, yeah, so sad. Nick's parents are going to hear this and be like, get my son away from there. Yeah, but Nick's Nick's got a little Nick. You got some muscles there. You can you can handle yourself. My dad experienced it firsthand when he got here. He was he he was driving up Mildred and some dude stopped him and started telling him to back up. My dad didn't know what to do. This is his first experience in L.A. Yeah, it's it's lunacy. And it wasn't like this two years ago. No, not even close. That's why I'm thinking about moving, Maddie. Well, if you have to do it, I mean, it's it sucks, but I it doesn't mean, suck. I I I'm ready to maybe move move a little farther south and have a bigger smut studio, have a bigger place. You know, you know, pending on some things breaking my way, but but this this coronavirus is affecting everybody, so it's 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 gonna take a hit on us as well on, on certain certain sponsors because it's just let's hope for the sake of this world that it, it that they find some sort of vaccine or cure really fast. Or just contain it. Or contain it or something. Or to, to me, that's the play. Yeah. That's the play. Is, again, if, if we're going to say you can't go to a Warriors game or you can't go to an Ivy League tournament games or you can't go to whatever event, to me the play is why doesn't the whole world just shut down? I'm, and, I'm being dead serious. Why can't we just say, you got to look at the long game. If we just say nobody, 
leave their house. I got something else. For two weeks. What if March Madness? Because that's a major events. We're going to have arenas with like... People are going to be there for six hours in some of these some of these places. Like, because they have two back-to-back games and stuff like that. Just do it. Have it. And then afterwards, nobody gets the coronavirus and be like, look, we've had these giant events. Nothing happened. We need to chill just a little here. But again, there's the incubation period that you don't always know who does and doesn't have But then it. after two weeks, when we realize nobody got it from going to these games, we can chill a little. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, it's it's highly unlikely something will break out at a, at a college basketball game or even a NBA game or an NHL game or an NFL game. Well, the argument is that then you're having the argument, the counter to what you're saying is the people that are paranoid or people who maybe know more about this than you and I, they would say all those people congregating are then taking it somewhere else and then it's spreading that quicker because then they're taking it back to their hometown. Sure, sure. It's it's kind of like, do you know what they say about a bad restaurant review versus a good one? Yeah. They, they say if you have a bad experience at a restaurant, you're mm. more likely to tell more people about the bad experience than the good experience. Like the bad restaurant review spreads quicker. than the. Does that make any uh, sense? A hundred percent. So it's kind of the, in that realm of you, you are exposing the potential to spread it. But again, yeah. I'm not as concerned. I'm not as paranoid. It seems like all three of us in here are not as concerned. Obviously, Prano flew to Alabama. I he, mean, he's still living. He's got to make a living. He's still doing his comedy. Yeah. He's got a plane where you don't know who's been on it, whatever. I, I'd be curious, and I told, I'll be I'll be getting updates from Joe. I'll be curious to hear how the turnout is. Especially I'm going to say it's going to be big. Especially in a state like Alabama. Because, you know, they're going to be like, a lot of those people are going to be like, fuck it, we want to have fun, we want to laugh. Yeah. So I'm going to guarantee comedy is going to do very well because people still need to laugh at these times. And it's like, again, are you really going to go to a comedy club and catch the coronavirus? Is somebody going to sneeze on you and laugh so hard they spit germs on you but i think the argument is that it's it's not just it's not just the sneezing and the spitting it's an air it's an airborne virus is that a hundred percent fact yeah i'm pretty sure it is but uh, anywhere you breathe well that's what i say i mean again thirty thousand people died of the flu last year yeah i mean I, i had kidney stones like two weeks ago i went to the hospital that's dangerous because you, there's so many germs in a hospital. But like, I'm fine. Yeah, I think I'm fine. You 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 want to change it up here for a minute? Sure. You're a Patriots fan. Yeah. You're a Tom Brady fan. Yeah. Oh, I love Tom Brady. I, I, I love need, him. I need to get your take. I'm so excited to do this because I have a big take. First of all, he's leaving the Patriots. Okay. You think that's a hundred percent? Hundred and twenty million percent. You're a betting man. The yeah. Vegas odds are disagreeing. They're still saying the odds are that he comes back. No. I think he's ready to go. I don't think he gets along with Belichick. I, I think he resents Belichick because Belichick, I mean, they, they kind of had to cut Antonio Brown because he was local, local last year. But they really didn't get him any weapons at the trading deadline. And it, I the two guys I hate on TV are Max Kellerman and Nick Wright. They're basically paid to go on TV and bash Tom Brady, which makes me sick because the guy has had one of the most incredible careers of all time. And you just hear these guys like, oh, he sucks. He can't get it done. Why would you want him? You know, 
I would rather have this guy than him. I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill than him. I'd rather have Dak Prescott than him. It's insane. He's one of the greatest guys of all time. He had no weapons. Wherever he goes, the first day he goes, I'm buying a jersey for that team. But he is not. I just think him and Belichick, they had a, an amazing run. But I just think there's only so many years two of those egos can last. And they both want to prove to each other that it was more about them than the other person. You know, don't you think Belichick wants to be like, you know, I can take this quarterback and do the same thing? And Brady's like, I want to prove that I, I was the GOAT. Well, that, that you bring up a great question. Does Because Brady's legacy at this point is obviously connected to Belichick. Yes. And vice versa. Yeah. But you bring up the point, does Brady want to go somewhere, let's just say it, to expose himself? I think he believes in himself so much. He's if that so makes sense. crazy. Like, one of the things I, I thought was really cocky with him, and, and again, he's a pretty intense competitor. So, the moment he wore that jacket at the Super Bowl, and it's a beautiful moment. You know, he's with Montana and Steve Young and, a, and uh, I forget, Elway, Marino, and he's like, I'm not wearing a jacket like this next year. So, he's, like, already saying that, like, he's going to make it to the Super Bowl next year. So, like, it's pretty ballsy by him, and, and I, I still feel like he completely believes in, like, that he has a few more years left. And I think he does with, with some weapons around him. I, I mean, the Patriots, they had Edelman that was hurt last year. They don't have, they have a very mediocre running back in, the, in Sony Michelle. They had Burkhead, which couldn't even make it on the Bengals. Uh, and Hakeem, Neri was t- or Hakeem Harry was terrible. He was the the rookie wide receiver that everybody thought was great, or was going to be great. He was he didn't have a good year last year, and Philip Dorsett didn't do much. Well, look, dude, I, I'm somewhere in between. I don't think the offense was as bad. Brady also did not have his best year. No, accuracy also, wise, also Gronk is incredible. Yeah, I agree. So, so I think we're somewhere in between as far as yeah. how we feel about Brady performance last year. But where do you see him going is the okay. question. Okay, well, I thought for sure he was going to come into L.A. because it was going to put the Chargers on the map, and it, w- it could actually build a fan base. I don't think the Chargers had the balls to get him for some reason. Yeah. Like, they don't have the, like, the pull of the trigger. They'd rather lose a Tyrod Taylor and draft maybe the guy from Oregon or somebody like that, Herbert. And it, they just don't have the balls to make that move. I feel like John Gruden wants him really bad, but... Brady's got to be like, well, I'm in the same division as as Mahomes. And Mahomes, by far, is the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah. So, like, why would you want to go in that division? Yeah. It makes sense to go to Tennessee. He loves Vrabel. He uh, he has a great running back there. They have some pretty decent receivers. They, they, they you know, they took the Chiefs to the to halftime last year to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Dallas is a is a is an interesting place. Because Dak Prescott's an idiot and turned down a major deal when he doesn't deserve it. I don't think Dak Prescott's very good. And they have a lot of weapons there. I mean, I I, I know he's gone. I can't tell you right now where he's going to go, but I know he's gone. Well, I was thinking he was going to go to the Chargers yeah. for the longest time. But now, my my confidence is definitely wavering towards him going to Tennessee. Yeah. Because of the Vrabel connection. Because to me, it is things that would, quote-unquote, protect Brady. 
You have a defense. You have a running game. You have weapons. You have a guy you used to play with. And like you said, a team that was a half away from making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's peaking, too. They're getting better and better. Now, I think if he goes to the Chargers, it's more of the post-career, I want to be in L.A. It's kind of like the LeBron move. Yeah, and it's also it's it's a great move for L.A. because the Rams are the number one team here. Nobody really cares about the Chargers, but all of a sudden with Brady, it does bring a lot of interest if he starts playing really good. Yeah. And, he, I, I mean, I love their, their wide receiver. Who's the number one guy that's really good? Get his name. Keenan uh, Allen. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Oh, yes. oh so, yeah, for the Chargers. Yeah. And they're going to probably lose Melvin Gordon. I heard he's leaving. They re signed Austin Eckler. But he's good. Yeah. And they have a solid defense. I like their coach, Anthony Lynn. I mean, I, we love Phillip Rivers, but, you know, he threw a lot of interceptions. He looked like he was getting old. You know, and I think Brady brings more magic. You know, like Brady just has more of those crazy intangibles that Phillip doesn't have. You know, it's curious to see where he's going to go. Now, the Raiders is great because Gruden's one of those guys that's going to recruit them and give them this. And like, look at this beautiful new stadium and this and that. But, again, do you want to be in the same division as Pat Mahomes? No. Which sucks because I think, you know, Mahomes, he has the ability to take over for the next five to ten years staying healthy, you know? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. If... Brady joins the Tennessee Titans. Let's just play this out. Yeah. Are they the team to beat in the AFC? I think there's like... Or is it still Kansas City? I think the Chiefs... If I was Vegas, I would have the Chiefs at 3-1 to one to win the Super Bowl next year. The Titans at 5-1. to one. The Ravens at 7-1. to one. And in the NFC... Oh, another team they see is the 49ers, which is crazy. Because Garoppolo... I kind of love this. They can cut him out of the deal... Somehow they don't have to owe much money if they cut him after this year. That's how his deal works. And then they can get Brady. And like, hey, if they had Brady in that game, they probably win. Well, that's what I said. Joe and I had a huge debate over See, that. See, Joe just, Joe, I love you, Joe. Don't hate me. But he is a hater of Tom Brady. And and he's a lot like uh, Max Kellerman, who is the, I think ESPN just puts him on because it's just like just shit on Brady because there's so many Brady haters and there's so many Brady lovers. Like it just, it's very polarizing. It's good for ratings. It's great. So yeah, I think you know, like, look, Brady beat, and again, a guy jumped offside, but in the AFC Championship a year before, in 10 degree weather, a 41 year old guy went toe to toe with Pat Mahomes, and a shootout at the end of the game, and somehow won that game. So you are really convinced he's not going back to New England? Absolutely not. I think last year, just that it was kind of a thing where the defense was so good with the Patriots, but it was like, hey, man, throw me a little bone here. Yeah. And they had Antonio Brown, and that would have helped him, but, you know, shit happens. And then again, with no tight end, like, you know, Gronk was so valuable. I mean, there's one, he's good for one crazy circus catch game. And they lost that. And that's huge because a lot of times he would throw a ball to the to the tight end in the end zone and he wouldn't catch it. I don't even remember the guy's name. And then they'd have to kick a field goal. And then a year ago, you know Gronk is going to catch that. For the last five, six years, he was going to catch that. So Brady leaves. I want to play this out for you yeah. as a Patriots fan. Who's your quarterback? God. I know it's not going to be Stidham. I don't think they believe in him yet, you know? It could be your boy, the, the ginger fuck. 
I'm hearing a little little chirping about Andy Dalton and that's to the, the Patriots. And that's the thing with Belichick, because he would probably be like, you know, I can get fucking Andy Dalton to come in here and do that. But, like, that is just ridiculous. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though, as, as a Brady slurper. We'll just call you Brady slurper. Yeah. I think I'm somewhere in between. I'm, I, I don't want to hear about Matt Cassell or Castle or whatever the fuck his name is. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm not bringing him up. Yeah. But I'm going to bring this up. Yep. Let's just play this out. If Andy Dalton comes to New England and the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you have to admit, a guy who is 0-5 currently in the playoffs, that absolutely shreds into Brady's legacy. And that will never, ever happen. I agree with you. Never. Because there's games that, you know, the the, the year they beat the Seahawks, they're down 14 nothing to the Ravens. Then they're down 28-14. Like if it, in a game like that, do you really think Andy Dalton's gonna figure out how to you know come back twice? No, trust me, you're talking to the number one hating Andy Dalton fan. Over I mean, here. The, the the one year they were a seven point favorite against the Chargers, he absolutely melted. You gotta understand like what it's like to d- be down twenty eight three, or what it's like to be down twenty eight twenty, and you have three minutes here at the five yard line. Do you have the fucking guts to drive your team down like nothing? But you gotta you gotta admit, that's that's not a good situation. If if you're a Patriots fan, it will never happen. No, but I'm saying if you're a Patriots fan, and you just tossed out an option again, I'm reading it as well. Yeah. As Andy Dalton, that doesn't make you feel good. No, not at all. And and again, that's probably, you know, it is the end of the dynasty, and 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 I do believe they will be exposed, but. The guy who sits here, he probably will disagree with me. He'll probably be like, plug anybody in, you know, plug in Philip Rivers, plug in Cam Newton, or, you know, plug in any guy, and, and they'll do exactly what they did because Belichick is the GOAT. Do you wish – now, we're going to talk long-term, obviously, because the Patriots have won Super Bowl since. Yeah. But do you wish they would have done that Jimmy G – the proposed they Jimmy – the, the proposed Jimmy G Tom Brady trade? Well, they can still do it. It can still happen. It can't happen until Tom Brady's a free agent, and then it might happen. But I'm I'm telling you, the 49ers will have the better quarterback. I'm I mean, I'm, I'm saying right now, would you would you long term going forward, if I was the Patriots, would you rather have Jimmy G or well, Tom Brady? Well, you'd only rather have him because you're gonna have him for the next six to eight years. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady's a two-year. He has two years left. Okay. It's kind of like when Montana, the last two years of Montana, he went to the Chiefs. And they were good. And he made it to the AFC. He beat a really good uh, Oilers team that had, like, the best defense at Buddy Ryan. And everybody's like, this is the year the Oilers are going to win it all. And he killed them in the playoffs. And then he, he just crapped out against the Bills. But he played really good. And everybody yeah. thought he was done. And, you know, he obviously wasn't the same. And he looked old. But... He still was like that old dog that just knew how to fucking get it done. And I and I still believe Brady has that. And it can bring a lot to a team. What do you make of Gronk signing? He's going to sign with the WWE. We all saw this coming, right? Yeah, I mean, he's an entertainer. I, I, look, football killed him. Like, he'll tell you, like, not sleeping for nights, being in pain all the time. And he just he just had enough. Yeah, and now he's a he's an entertaining guy. So you know, I don't really watch the WWE, but you know, it's great for them, and he's a funny guy. Hell of a football player. 
I just this this thought, man, this thought of Andy Dalton on the Patriots. It is weird and it's surreal and it is almost like a fuck you to Brady and it's almost like, you know, I'll take any guy and I'll do it. But nobody ever talks to Bill Belichick was five and thirteen when Brady stepped on the field and he was gonna get fired. There he was on the hot seat in two thousand one. Nobody yeah. ever talks about that. Yeah. So he turned that whole fucking team around and he he allowed Bra- Belichick to kind of put his system in, you know, whether it's cheating or not. I don't know. Well, Maddie, can you handle some dirtball calls to finish the show? Absolutely. I I I want to shout some guys out. I still talk to. Go but, for it. Well, first of all, I got I you know I'm a weirdo and I I follow Insta. I have Instagram and I would say throughout the year and a half, probably a hundred dirtballs unfollowed me. And now that I'm back, you have an opportunity to follow me back. But I remember who you fucking were. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you guys, like, a lot of guys had great conversations. All of a sudden, I noticed they're not following me anymore. Give and me like, names. Give me names. One guy. You want one dude that pisses me off? Go for it. What's the dude named Brent who lives in uh, Nevada? Is that his name? Brent? Fuck yeah. you, Brent. I think he unfollowed Dirty Sports, too. Oh, really? Oh. I, I, I think he just said oh, F Dirty out. Sports. Oh, then fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him to fuck him to death, man. Why? What was the deal with him? I, we just had nice talks. He was like, hey, Matty, how you doing? What do you think of this game? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he unfollowed me. But if he got out of Dirty Sports. Well, I noticed he unfollowed me. He saw Joe live a bunch. Oh. But I think he I think he was, like, done. Oh. Well, who knows? So, so, Brent, so Brent's on your Brent, list. Brent's gone. Who, who else? Give me somebody else. This is fun. God, you know, nobody really that like that you guys really knew that were like super duper like. I know a lot of the dirt balls just from seeing their social handles. Give me somebody. I can't think of anybody. So so you you, very random guys. You don't want them back. I do. I'll take you back. But I want to I want a written apology. (laughs) I want you to write me. You don't have to handwrite it and send it in the mail. But I want you to apologize to me. Well, and I want it to be sincere. But I, let me shout out some good guys. Go for it. Okay, this is a guy that gets a hard time to you dudes, but he's a loyal listener. You guys like could probably piss in his mouth and he'll still listen. Dustin up in Seattle. Oh, dude's a lunatic. Psycho. But I love him. We need a guy like him. He's that I shouted him out, he's gonna have a boner. Like his dick is gonna get so hard. Dustin, I love you. But he'll like tweet at like me and Bill Burr about like random shit. I, I know. I, it's I, funny. I, I have blocked him on Dirty Sports. He's like, music sucks nowadays. Fuck music. And then it's like, at Bill Burr, at Matty Goldberg. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> but he's a good dude. He's a, he's a good dude. And now I call him a bot because Prano called him a bot. So I'm like, you're a bot, dude. But he loves it. He loves it. He's a good dude. Then there's these guys in uh, upstate New York, this dude, Lagoy. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are diehard. And uh, Spin Trek Hard. Yeah. The guy who works in the laboratory. Love those two. Then my spin, buddy. Spin that record. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. He's a good dude. Those those are. Buffalo. Uh, he's do, a, he's Bill's Mafia. Those upstate New York guys are amazing. And he'll, he'll, he'll go see Prane. I'll drive like five yeah. hours. They'll, they'll be happy I mentioned And that. you know who's part of that? Who's that? Is uh, Nick Yardley who. Love that guy. Who. Uh, he didn't unfollow me. He set up the whole Amarillo thing because he works with the Sod Poodles. Yeah, he hits me up from time to time. He's a good dude. Uh, Alex from Russia's brother, Misha, great guy. I like how we're just giving Maddie shout-outs of guys he still likes. Yeah. Uh, good dude. We talk all the time about gambling. 
you know, people hit me up all the time about gambling. Like, what do you think of this bet? What do you think of this? Are we going that we ride the same game? Or like, you know, let's go five more points. Yeah. Um, God damn, there was one. I heard, I heard he who shall not be named is one of your favorite people. No, my brother-in-law loves he who shall not be named. He's from the, my brother-in-law is from the South. He goes, you want to you have fun on dirty sports again, bring because <laughs> that guy is funny he is crazy but I, i'm sure you haven't heard anything from him in years huh you know him and prano had a falling out i'm not surprised one bit prano blocked him not surprised one bit like prano prano blocked his number not surprised one he bit. he he didn't pay up on a bet or i don't i don't really know what happened he's a troubled guy yeah uh i have an update though i'm seeing the comment uh -oh. section uh oh he's in the he's in the uh no from Stanga, uh -oh. the NCAA tournament games in Ohio are now being played without fans. So the, fucking. Does that ridiculous. mean the opening round the first games? First four, first four, correct. The Dayton games. So the first be held, four. held in Cleveland. So ridiculous. I think they're gonna test it out to see what it's like. But God, please don't do that for the whole tournament. You put it best when you said here in sneakers. Yeah, we don't want to hear sneakers. Nobody wants to hear sneakers. Well, look, Maddie, throw on those headsets. Put down the mic. Throw on the headsets. If I can think of the other guy, I got to sh shout out. Though. Okay. Well, we're talking a lot about dirtball, so let's end the show with some dirtball calls. Um, and uh, we'll, st we'll start off with this one, and uh, we'll take it from here. Hey, boys, it's Larson Riff down in Houston, Texas. Uh, i got a non-sports question for you. So I've always been curious as to how comedians, I guess, piece together your sets. Like, how do you – I don't know. So for each show, is it kind of the same jokes that you kind of regurgitate or just the, the favorites that you kind of keep up with or – is every show kind of different and then using the crowd work and all that kind of stuff. And then how you piece it all together to make a comedy special. Uh, that just like a compilation of your best jokes or whatnot. So yeah, I really wanted some insight from a comedian on how you guys come up with your set. Um, that's it. And condoms are for Nick D'Alessandro. You make Shaboring look interesting. Please uh, pass that mic back to Twerk. Team Twerks, baby. That's Thank it. you, Peace, boys. Thank you for the support, there, Paul. Hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll get. Well, first of all, let's just address that instantly. Uh, hardcore diss at you, Nick. Love it. Do you though? It will change. When I first came on, I got so much hate, and then you kind of learn, you know, what they want, and then it doesn't bother you. But like. Yeah, By the way, it wouldn't bother me if it bothered you. Like being sensitive to that, it wouldn't bother me if, like, you're like, yeah, that's kind of mean. Well, I know you're just gonna get you're gonna get people who praise you. You're gonna get people who don't like you. It's it's most people who just don't understand me yet. I feel like because I'm you know people are hearing my voice for the first time. They're so used to the dynamic between you and Joe or whoever. They just don't get me. It's fine. I'm gonna throw something out. There's a little jealousy because. I don't get me. I'm, I'm gonna say this. A lot of guys would love to be sleeping with Andy Ruther here. <laughs> We're not sleeping together. He's sleeping on my couch. But I'm just saying, know? a lot of guys would be like, they would love for this situation. They would love to work for Dirty Sports. They'd love to be part of the whole team. So they're like, fuck that Nick guy because I want to do that. So I'm gonna say there's some jealousy there. Yeah, 
No, I, I, and I'm sure there's something to that. But he was more taking a dig at Nick and then also saying he he had preference over twerks. twerks. But, but, but which, by the way, is something that like it's an interesting thing because we talk about it. There's obviously dirtballs who have big preferences of like Joe over yeah. me. Right. And it's and it's like it's just something I've learned to deal with. And at the end of the day, I don't stress because like if somebody leaves an iTunes review or a tweet like you suck, Ruther, I don't listen because of you. It's always funny to me because it's like there's no show without me. Like like, you know, what I'm saying like at the end of the day, I take satisfaction on going, guys, I literally set up the whole fucking show. So I don't I don't let it bother me. But but at times it might. I'm not gonna lie. We're all human, right? Yeah, it hurts. I mean, I, I know, like from this, like, I'm gonna brag about myself. Seventy percent people probably really are happy to see me. Where'd you come up with the seventy percent number? I'm a gambler. I, I'm always coming up percentages. Thirty percent are like fucking, fucking, Jew bag doesn't speak into the mic. Fucking loser. You know. Nobody, nobody, who's, who's doing anti-Semitic things I'm just saying, just, uh, nobody's doing anti I'm just saying, like, you know, there's probably 30% that aren't happy to, to see me here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, I think it's way it, lower. But you get it. You just understand, like, anytime you, you step into this realm of, like, sh- this is show business, like, show business or, or podcasting or comedy, you're going to have haters. I and, love the way Maddie's. Not to ignore what you're saying. I love the way his headphones are on his ears. <laughs> can you zoom in on that? No, no, no. He adjusted them. I can hear it. I can hear them. The way the headphones were sitting on his ears. Uh, we should answer Larson's question. Your question is about how people put stand-up specials together. I don't know. I've never put one together. Uh, but I do know the process. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of fine-tuning jokes. Um, Joe has one special out. It's, it's a lot of just... It, it, it usually takes, I, I know like the bigger names talk about it. They can usually do a special, it usually takes them about a year yeah. to two years. I made a CD, so. Yeah, to do 60 minutes. So mine is like 30, 35 minutes. So I was, it was really important a beginning and an end. So you're like really setting yourself up, establishing who you are up front. Yeah. You don't want to do too crazy stuff way up front because you want to ease them into what you do. And then the end, you want to end strong and like kind of sum up who you are, what you're about. And then you're just kind of like building a story. So you're really working on you absolutely are working on like jokes, uh, patterns and what to put here. It's like an album where you're like, what song fits here? What song is good to go first? What's to go last? And you just kind of build a story. And everybody has a process. Yeah. And. But Again, I do a lot of the same. One of my weaknesses, I, I don't really write a lot of new jokes. So yeah. I'm just like working on my best stuff. And every time I'll write a new joke, I'll throw it in the middle because I want to establish I'm doing, I'm funny. And then I can throw it in yeah. if it doesn't work. So, yeah. It's been interesting watching like Joe's process because Joe gets up way more than both of us. Yeah. And, uh, Seeing his process and, like you're saying, creating a narrative of this sort of, whether it's like a sort of genre or areas you're going to hit and then working on it. But, but what's crazy about stand-up is a lot of bits come from when you're riffing, right? Like, so you, Absolutely. So I know for me, like I at this point, for me, when I go on stage, I love talking to the crowd, probably too much. I've written some of my best jokes where I have a premise – 
And then I'm like just riffing to find the punchline. And then I say something and they laugh really hard. And I go, I got it. I got the punchline. But not even riffing. Like for me, I just love talking to the crowd. So sometimes when you're talking to the crowd, you could come up with an idea for a whole bit. Yeah. Does that make sense? And and like I, I'm in the car today with my new buddy, Mike Stuman, who drives me around. My uh, Asian Jason's a little in uh, going through some shit right now. And I'll, like, have a conversation with him, like, today. Yeah. So I was talking about online dating. So I was just like... Are you dating online? I'm trying. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, how many fucking girls can I write? How's your Wednesday? How's your Wednesday? How's your Wednesday? How's your Wednesday? Somebody just answer me how your fucking Wednesday is. <laughs> so I said that to him today, and I'm like, mm, I should, I should say that on stage now. I should put that in a bit. Just through conversation. I hope people thought that was funny. By the, by the way, we have somebody on the YouTube comment just section. Say this. That's bashing me. No, Zach Boast asked if you could unblock him on Twitter. Why did I block him? I don't know. I, I, I will, Zach. I've I don't know why I blocked you. I've, but I've blocked him before, too. So I don't know why I did, but yeah. I, I will unblock you, Zach. And if you add me on Instagram, you can apologize for whatever you did to me. <laughs> I want apologies, people. Handwritten. It hurts though because you know how like you like I'm a I'm an idiot with, with Instagram and I go, We have five less followers and then I go through and then it's always these fucking dirt balls. Well well we we live in an age I, I get it. It's it's again these bastards. Well it's it's just we're we're so hung up on these stupid social media numbers. I know. And it ruins our lives. Why did I block Zach? I don't know him. You you probably blocked him or something. Who yeah. knows? Uh, let's get to another call, though. What do we got here? Uh, okay. This will be a good one for you, Goldberg. Hey, boys. It's Tyler from beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, home of the Pat McAfee. I just wanted to know, what are your favorite days in sports? Uh, for me, nothing beats opening day in Cincinnati, the parade, uh, going to the ballpark, buying a $14 beer, um, little local bias, going to the Indianapolis 500, getting to the track at 7 a.m., having a couple of drinks, sweating to death, um, just drinking more beer. Um, anyways, let me know what you think. Stay dirty. Great question. I'll let you lead this, Matty. Well, there's two times I love the best. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to say a day. Can I say, like, a time of year? Yeah, go for it. All right, October is my favorite because you got – College and pro football, you got the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. I've, I've become more of like get into baseball when the playoffs start. So you got like day games of the playoffs. You got the NFL. You got college football going. So you have so much good stuff going on. And then I love March Madness. Like that first Thursday, like, you know, you wake up and, and the games are going. And when they're all going, it's 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 a really great time. As far as going live, I haven't been to many, you know, like I don't, there's not like a tradition I have of like that first tailgating or something. I know like Cincinnati used to be the first place where opening day was and now it's B By the stupid. way, that is a tradition that crushes me. Like a parade and everything. That that they removed. Sucks. The, the Cincinnati Reds, since they were the first professional baseball team, always, th yeah. the first pitch was always the Reds. So... It might have been just a minute. Literally, the Reds might have thrown the first pitch for their game a minute ahead of the other teams. But that that was a tradition that lasted for no lie 
like 130 or 40 years. And then they changed that. It's a bummer. To me, it's like this tradition was so long. They changed it. You know when it changed, I think? Those those games in Japan. On Sunday night, too. The Sunday night ones. Yeah. Day. But, yeah, I mean, I don't go out live enough, but my favorite times are, are like when the baseball playoffs start and you have football and you have college football. And then March Madness is just just a fantastic, that first two days. I agree. It's just so much fun. You wake up. And again, we'll get to experience it because we're going to go live. Yeah. You wake up this year; it'll be March nineteenth. You have an extra pep in your step. You wake up, especially out here in California. Game started a little after nine a.m. Yeah, like, you're like, I got twelve hours of insanity. And, and, and to bring it back to your point, though, it will not be the same if there's no people in the stands. Oh, it'll be brutal. It's just, it's. It's just too ridiculous. Yeah. I think the reason, and I'll argue that the best day in sports is the first day of March Madness, is because everyone in the world is invested. Everyone does a bracket. Everyone has money on the line. There's like, you have a certain investment in that, in every game of the tournament, as opposed to other sporting events, just because you have a bracket. Okay, now, now let's play it out. I, by the way, I, I would disagree everyone in, this, in, in our country, because it's a college American basketball thing. Country, sure. Everyone in the... United States, yeah. sure. But, but that brings up a bigger question. What do you guys care about more? Or what gives? What brings you, and, and, I'll, and I'll wait to re- say my answer at the end, what brings you more excitement? Super Bowl Sunday or the first day of March Madness? All right, well, Super Bowl Sunday is actually depressing because I'm such an NFL fan. Like, week three, because there's so many games, are more exciting to me. I mean, obviously, the Super Bowl, obviously, I get pumped up for it, but there's also the sadness that the year is over. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you get these fucking morons on Twitter <laughs> that are like, that never watch one game. They're like, this is lame. This guy's stupid. Why does this guy do this? Andy Reid is fat. You know? And, and you're like, I don't shit on your entertainment. I mean, I watch every week. So when the Super Bowl comes, it kind of is a bummer because I know it's over, and then you're bringing in all these people that are that are watch the game that don't really care. Yeah, and they shit on it. I shouldn't be on social media as much. So March Madness, the first day, like I remember working in an office, and like we had TVs on, and we got everybody's got the brackets going, everybody's into the games. Uh, you know, going to Vegas with you, like the the excitement, you know. Yeah. Especially if you're a gambler, it's fun. I even came here. We I was uh we did a live one here maybe five four or five years ago, and it was so fun to just like, I mean these games are crazy. They go yeah. up and down, and you see upsets, and you see a team like they might get upset, and you're. It's just a it's a fantastic like crazy campy scripted kind of time and i agree with you it, to me it doesn't even compare like there's no comparison chris for me personally of super bowl sunday versus day one of march madness because yep. it's it's so long and the production value of the super bowl from the pregame to the national anthem to the halftime show there's too much hoopla in my opinion where march madness right is just Young college kids, like you said. And it's life and death. It's It's life and death. death. And it can't be scripted. To me, March Madness, day one, is the best day of the sports year. Now, I'm also very, very excited week one of NFL season. Yeah. But I got to give it to March Madness. Just something about it. 
it's done really well, and and there's just this excitement where if you see like a two or a three seed and they're on the ropes, you pay more attention. You're like, nah, they're not gonna lose. And then some kid hits a three for a fourteen. And you're like, oh my god, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I mean, we were there when Virginia lost. I mean, that was like, that's just incredible for those kids. And and for us, Maddie and I have experienced it a few times. If you go to Las Vegas. And especially at that South Point Casino. It's insane. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Now, Maddie, you argued that October is the best time of the year for sports. Correct. I would argue that we're approaching the best time of the year in sports. In April, we got the Masters coming up. We got the Final Four, NFL free agency, NFL draft, NBA playoffs, MLB opening day, and NHL playoffs all in one at the same time of the year. To me, there's no more exciting time in sports than April. That's, I, would, I would say that second... I just love NFL and college football so much. There is more going on now, but not having football, and I'm not going to count the XFL, just having football outweighs it. But I get it. This is an amazing time when the NBA playoffs start, when you know the Masters, as you said, uh, and then college basketball, and then opening day for baseball. There's a lot of shit going on. I'm glad that you brought up opening day. Do we think... It's going to be empty because opening day because that's this, even worse because that's indoors. I mean, outdoors. This is only going to get worse. This coronavirus thing. I'm saying, you know, I know that because we want to go to the Angels opening day because they play the Astros and that's April 3rd. So mm. we're still talking three weeks away. I'll be real curious how this plays out. By the way, before we before we go, I have to do this. Can you hold up your foot and show everybody your sock? I mean, this is ridiculous. Can you zoom in on this thing? Sorry, man. <laughs> You can't get coronavirus <laughs> from feet. I, and, and they were, they, there was one little hole, and now there's a giant hole. I got to fix it. Dude, he looks like, you look like a poor British boy from a Charles Dickens novel that's begging, excuse me, sir, can you spare six pence, sir? Can you, Maddie, what? Food, glorious food. <laughs> can you spare some porridge, sir? Yeah. I got to get new sneakers, too. I have a hole in my sneaker. If if we go to Anaheim, I might look for like a sneakers, but they're gonna get mad at me when I when I try sneakers on. And the guy's like, "Your fucking socks." Dude. Yeah, bro, you can't be wearing those socks to try on sneakers. This is unbelievable. Well, guys, those are the calls for today. Three one zero three five nine eight three six five. Leave a call. We'll get to it. Can I? Oh, I forgot the Who's Our Brothers from L.A. Do you know the Who's Our Brothers? The what? The Who's Our Brothers. They're big fans of yours. Who? Their last names are H U I Z A R. There's oh uh, that, yeah, I want to shout those guys out. I, Always I, been kind dudes. Ralph, Ralph and his brother. I I know them, but I don't know if you're pronouncing it correctly. Who gives a shit? They got <laughs> names. That's good enough. <laughs> they can correct me if they want to. Maddie, we made it through. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, this is like going back a few years, and this is, it was, it was, it's always enjoyable. It's a great time. There's so many memories. I was like thinking about like my favorite memories, and probably the most memorable one was the lesbians going at it uh, during the Super Bowl during that, the year. After the Super Bowl. I mean, that can't be scripted. Yeah, in the bathroom. That was intense. Yeah. And like, you know, I've had like little Super Bowl parties since, and people are like, What's it going to be like when I'm like, well, there's not going to be any girls uh, lesbian and out in the bathroom. I yeah. can tell you that. Those days are over. Ruther's not going to be going off on Padotti in the bath in the hot tub. Yeah. 
that was an intense moment. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've had just, it's been an awesome time, man. I've always had a blast doing the show. Well, look, buddy, we love you. Memories. It's good to have you back. I'm going to enjoy tonight's game with Nick and you as well. We're, we're going to battle the coronavirus and, uh, we have a full day planned. It's fun, man, and, and we're gonna survive today. I, I, I'm guaranteeing we're gonna come home completely healthy. Jesus, knock on wood, Nick. I mean, wow, that's a guaranteed claim right there. Unless we get hit in the head with a puck, but I think they have nets now, so you can't. Or a shark attacking us in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, dirt balls. Thanks for tuning in. If you're in Alabama, go see Joe. Stay clear. Seriously, wash your hands. It's real simple. Just wash your hands a bunch. Don't be touching your face in public. That's where this stuff spreads. So have a great weekend. Stay safe. And most importantly, stay dirty.